You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for downloading this week's Attacking Scrum podcast. It's a mixture of regional and international rugby this week. Uh, obviously, we've got the massive game in Dublin to preview, so we'll be doing that. But also, it was a bit of a frustrating weekend for not only the Welsh regions, but also the Pro 14 as a whole. Dan Kinnick rejoined me this week from his hiatus in order to uh, in order to get to the bottom of these things. And things get pretty heated as well, actually, as we try and find out just exactly what state the, the Pro 14 is in um, and also whether Warren Gatland deserves more credit for, for his reign as, as Wales coach. So I really hope you enjoy it. If you do so, make sure you leave us a review. And as always, big thanks to our sponsors over at So Coffee. Uh, and if you want to get your hands on some of the fantastic coffee that they produce, you can do so just by heading over to socoffeetrades.co.uk. Hope you enjoy the show and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks for downloading this week's Attacking Scrum podcast. The first rest week in the Six Nations is upon us, but this is Welsh rugby, so there is tons to talk about. Uh, We've got a great show lined up for you, and we'll be looking ahead to the epic clash in Dublin between Ireland and Wales next weekend. Just what state are the regions in? We'll be examining that as well. And what does it say about Pro 14 rugby that we've got top-of-the-table clashes while all of the internationals are away Joining me to do so and at the same time putting to bed rumours of hostility in the attacking scrum camp, it's Dan Killick, the Wanderer Returns. How are you, Dan? And where have you been? You allowed me back on. Yeah, well, this is it. I had a competition for places. I had a little trip away to Seville. Yeah, did you you ever? Sampling the oranges. Um, Yeah, a little bit of a hiatus. One too many beers. Is this like like (laughs) the, the Gavin Henson hiatus we had where he... Nipped off to be on The Bachelor and, uh, yeah, yeah, tried to pursue a career in reality television. It was a little bit something like that, yeah. Didn't go quite to plan, so here I am, mm. back, back to it. 
and raring to go actually. Yeah, well, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. I've I've been a bit ill this week, so I'm just on that. It's just on the way out. You're looking a bit peaky. Yeah, I look a bit washed out. So uh, anything to do with uh, a couple of glasses of wine at lunch? No, well, I did have a couple of glasses of wine at lunch, but I can always yeah. tell. Can you? Yeah, yeah. Is that one eye. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it is. Um, <laughs> I mean, are we really opening up? Uh, are no. we really opening up booze here, Dan? You know, given a bear, you've been away well, on stag do's and stuff that we've heard nothing about. Is this what goes well, on I tour? Did, stays I, on tour? I did give a little voice note, didn't I? From, you did, uh, yeah. From from Scotland, um, best behaviour. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, we'll leave. We'll swiftly moving on. Swiftly from, moving, from on. moving on from that one. Yeah. The Finan- other finances and goods working order as well after all this. Yeah, Victoria said to me, "How was the spend?" <laughs> I said, I said quite good actually. I didn't spend as much as I thought I would. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, as long all, as the joint all, credit card didn't come yeah, out. Yeah, no, it didn't. Thank God. Yeah, I should I should mention that actually. I've got two cards. Jed knows me. I got two cards. They are exactly the same. Um, and yeah, once I went on a stag, didn't I? And uh, used used the wrong card. Was this the Was this the one uh, when you went to Italy and lost your phone as well? No, no, that was a different one. That was mm. pinched actually. Oh, I don't know, yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? It is, yeah. Crime makes through the roof. Well, Naples is renowned for it, yeah. Um, It was definitely pinched. Yeah. No, this was uh, this was Havar, and I pulled out the wrong uh, the wrong card. Um, Dav had an interesting one there as well when he ordered twenty one caprahinas or caprahanas, whatever they're called. Caprina. Yeah. Um, There was a minimum spend on on this sort of island we went to. Yeah. I've been to Havar. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Did you get hit with that minimum spend on? uh, it's, it's, a, it's a club that just basically everything else is shut and then you mm. get a speedboat out to an island and um, it's uh, it's sort of like there's a number of DJs going it was absolutely yeah. fantastic we went up anyway and they said minimum spend so Dav said yeah I'll have 21 of those literally <laughs> it was it, you know it was late so we'd handed out a load of these drinks there was no way we were going to get through 21 then we decided that we were actually a bit, bit thirstier than we thought so we yeah. needed some more so I went up and I ended up just buying two beers on my card. There was no, there was no. You know, the guy was like, "Oh yeah, don't don't worry about the minimum spend." <laughs> Dad was like, "You what?" <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I went off on a tangent there. But um, not a good, 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 uh, good time at London Welsh. Yeah. For the um, the Gareth Edwards dinner. How was that? Um, I was yeah, I was gutted I couldn't make that actually. Yeah, it was really good. It was just like having uh, spent a good yarn, didn't they, Gareth Edwards? Yeah, it was just like having him in your front room, really. Mm. Um, big turnout, four hundred, you know, four hundred capacity sell out. Yeah, awesome. sell out. Um, you know, the choir was singing. It was an absolutely brilliant evening. Too good an evening. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I checked my checked my emails then on the on the Sunday, and uh, I'd won in the silent auction. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. What silent auction? Yeah. Um, what did uh, what, yeah. what's the what's the uh, yeah, Victoria, what's the Vic, Victoria doesn't know about she that doesn't one know, she doesn't no, know, no. Yeah. it's all for charity though so oh, yeah. uh, if she does if she is listening um, it is for purely charity purely altruistic she, uh, <laughs> intentions I'm sure if yeah. she isn't listening I'll be bringing that round to you <laughs> to <laughs> just, keep just hiding it in here <laughs> yeah, to yeah. keep here I put it up in the toilet so That's every time it, I pop yeah. in there after my tea uh, I can see it yeah it's um, it's a foxy uh, print That's pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, that's about as much that's about as much as I can tell so you. That's it. It's yeah, we'll right. have it. I'll bring it. I'll bring it over next weekend. And we'll have a yeah. look at it. We'll keep it hidden here. It's till, been eventful. We'll keep it. We'll keep it hidden here till Mrs. Killick finds it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll get that done. Right. Well, I, actually, I got to tell you something else. Go on. So uh, as we were leaving, she said, um, "Oh, you you got you got the pod tonight, have you?" I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." 
you know, you, you haven't been on it for the last couple of weeks. I said, no, 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 a couple of, you know, a couple of weeks off. She said, what's Jed been doing then? I said, oh, he's been impersonating me. <laughs> it's tempting. Yeah. It's tempting. It'd be more, it'd be more punctual. We'd get on the way I'd like to. quicker every, every I'd, week. I'd like to hear, yeah. Yeah, I'll have to work on that. I'll have to work yeah. on a, uh, on a Dan Kelly. I think, you know, there's definitely, uh, definitely an imitable voice, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. you can do it. All right, well. Before uh, before we get round to that, then it's time to time to have a look at some rugby. Part one of the show for anyone who, who listens regularly, you'll know it's fact or fiction, which is where we debate a series of statements to get to the bottom of the big issues from Welsh rugby this week. And we've got a mixture this week, as you can imagine. So we've had plenty of club rugby this weekend, uh, the Pro 14. So we want to get to mm. the bottom of some of the bigger issues from uh, from those games, and of course we've got. Massive game in Dublin uh, next weekend to look ahead to Again. as well. It is. So, yeah, we've got lots to get through. Do you want to start with regional or do you want to start with, with international? Yeah, let's go promise? regional first, right. shall we? Okay. And the the other thing that you'll note, Dan, as well, I can see you just trying to look at my screen now, is all the other guests have been quite happy for me to to throw uh, statements at them. It's, it's been over and the phone. You. Yeah, well, it has. Well, no, Murph was face to face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Murph was face to face. So uh, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was good. It was good fun. It was very, uh, very good fun indeed. Um, but yeah, everyone else has been happy for me to throw it. And normally we sit down and you look at these five statements every week and sit there, pick scrib- the one I really like. Scri- yeah, scribbling yeah. away furiously, trying to make notes, trying to prepare yourself. And the reality oh, is, the reality is, if you want, if you want to influence these, you can just start bringing some of your own statements to take some of the workload off me. So. In the meantime, I'm not going to let you see him in advance. So, right, let's start with this one. And, right, I mean, I won't go too hard on you. Let's go with uh, the Cardiff Blues one. So, Cardiff Blues' continued improvement will help to attract a top new coach. Fact or fiction? Ooh, that's an interesting one, that. Um, I will say fiction. Fiction for me. Um, I think a lot of people would want to coach the coach the Blues, but it's but not with um, someone's going to have to take a punt, basically, aren't they? Because of the off the field stuff. Mm. Um, because there's so this, you know, what is, what is going on? It's been dragging on for so so long, isn't it? Ten plus years. Um, doesn't look to be getting any closer. Yeah. Um, but I, a coach will now probably just say, yeah, look, you know, they've got a lot of a lot of good youngsters. Quite a few of the big name players have put pen to paper, haven't they? And so we'll stay on. Um, Danny Wilson's done an unbelievable job, hasn't he? And I feel quite sorry for him. I reckon he wouldn't. He doesn't want to leave. Well, this is it. I mean, on the pitch. I mean, particularly now, especially it, with what he's built. You, yeah, the fruit is starting to come through, isn't it? You feel like they're on the verge of. They're on the verge of really kind of kicking on, and that's in spite of all the nonsense that's that's going on off the field with Cardiff Athletic Club and whether they'll stay at at the Arms Park, plus the financial insecurities that there is. All of that, you know, which must be a massive distraction. But on the pitch, they do seem to be moving in the right direction. You just think, yeah. oh God, another year or two, would Danny Wilson be able to to do a, a really sterling job there and, and have the Blues back where, you know, it, it a lot al- of people are like him see, competing for, competing yeah. for silverware. And they, I mean, it almost feels like you can sense that when he talks, um, when he's interviewed. He just seems... Just seems slightly sort of slightly on the downside. Um, 
and someone's going to come in probably and pick up on that. But he's he's the fact that players are are willing to stay on and the team spirit is still absolutely intact is 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 you've got to take your hat off mm. to him because it must be incredibly difficult. His man management skills must be brilliant. I know there's others there as well. But he is he's working wonders, isn't he? And that, that performance on the weekend was quite something. Um I thought you know, I thought the pack were pack were brilliant. Yeah. Um Seb Davis got through a load of sort of unseen work. He stole a, a crucial um line out at the mm. end of the game, which was he was up like a salmon. And then he also uh did the old charterist, you know, getting over the top of yeah, the old octopus arms. Yeah, the octopus arms getting over the top and won a you know, won another crucial uh crucial play there. Um Lloyd had a Lloyd had a, one of his best games I've seen yeah, in a long tempo. time. He, you said it. Um but he was he, he was he was clever and uh, Garin as well in the centre looked really sharp. Uh, Owen Lane, blah blah blah, just yeah. like, like probably roll through the whole team. Here, I know, but, but this it, is this is what makes it all the more frustrating, really, isn't it? Is that you look at it and they kind of feel like they're they're at that stage where they've got some good young talent and some players recovering their form, and you feel like Seb Davis could be. I, I've said it before. I think he's got all the raw potential to be an Alan Wynne Jones style talisman. Yeah, you know, someone who has a real amount of. I know, I know. I say every week. I hate using the expression X factor, but it's becoming my catchphrase now. But but he's got it. He's got he's got everything. He's, he's, you've got X factor. I got tempo. Yeah. yeah, he's a physical specimen. He's almost. I tell you what. It's, the Alan Jones comparison isn't quite the right one. He's almost like a Tyke Byrne. You know, in yeah. that he's he's got raw athletic ability. He's good over the ball. He's a great lock. He does all the the unfussy bits of hitting rucks he's, and, and stealing he's, lineups. He's hard, isn't he? He's, yeah, he's, he's a real a, hard man. He's a hard boy, and he's and he's. His um his skill set is because obviously he used to play in the back, still yeah. you can see that. So he has got he's got something very different. He does. very different about him. And it's not just him, you know, you mentioned Owen Lane. Again, it looks Owen as Lane. though he has just got some some ability that's gonna really scare yeah. defenders. He's big, he's powerful. He looks like he's about he plays as if he's really way beyond his years. Yeah. He plays as if he's sort of late late twenties, been on the park for yeah. forever and a day and just knows everyone. He's boss he's you know, he's calling He's calling uh, calling defensive plays. It seems he's good in the air. Um, makes all the right decisions. And by all accounts, is a centre playing on the wing. Yeah, you know. So I think if you're able to unleash that in the middle of the park, that could be fantastic. You've then got you know obviously Navidi's away with the the Wales camp at the moment, but he's taking things to another level. Ellis Jenkins is a player who we know when he when he stays injury free is he, a real great pedigree. He had some game. I mean, yeah, he, he was. He gets his. He puts his body. On the line, he's 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 so so strong, and then he he had a he put in a couple of beautiful passes as well, yeah. um, and he's leading and he's leading the show as well. So yeah, I'm a massive massive fan of him. Yeah. But you look at all of this, and despite all of that potential, there is still no head coach in place. And the fact that you've said it's fiction, I don't know. It, it just feels like there's a there's a massive problem there, and it's it's got to be solved sooner rather than later. Yeah, I'm sort of fifty fifty with it, really. I mean, somebody because. <laughs> That people watching, coaches watching that that performance yeah. will say, "Bloody hell, that was that was quite impressive." And they still left a few bits out there. Um, they were really physical. I know we were saying, weren't we, at the beginning of the season that you know we were a little bit concerned about Cardiff uh, Cardiff Blues' physicality. Mm. Um, they absolutely <coughs> absolutely won won the battle there, and then when it was on, shifted it out and yeah. looked really dangerous. So they seem. They seem at the moment to have the full package. I think 
Um, we've mentioned it quite a few times, but Garin yeah. in the centre does seem to solve. A, you know, he, he just he just makes the right decisions. Um, He's and, an unfussy centre, isn't he? But he is. that actually, I think, is what they it's need what they, when they've got yeah. so many so many creative players inside and outside him. I think that yeah. he helps to straighten the line at a, at yeah. a crucial moment. So, something else I've noticed: he, he seems to work really well with the forwards. In that, if they are, if 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 the forwards are a little bit little bit far away from the mm. backs play, he will cut back in. Um, and it looks as if sometimes it's not always the best decision, but he's do he's he's almost doing it to draw to draw the forwards back in. Yeah. So he's got a, he's got quite a bit upstairs going on, um, and I thought that you know Jared as uh, you know looks really good as yeah, well. He's got bags of potential, doesn't he? Yeah, you know? he kicked well, kicked really well. So all of this, you know, you I know you've said fiction, but you would hope that someone is going to take a punt and go. Do you know what? Actually. Yeah, I mean, do you think it's a punt because of the off the field stuff? Yeah, or? I do. Of course, yeah. I do. Because yeah. otherwise, they'd have had someone by now. And yeah, I, it really does feel like a punt. I'd heard a couple of murmurings this week from a few people in Cardiff that Jim Mallander was in talks with the club. Now, whether or not that will lead anything and lead to anything, I, I don't quite know. Do you think that would be a good appointment and a good move for for him as an individual as well? It'd be a good move for him, yeah. And, and do you not think that'd be a good move for the club? Yeah, I do think mm. it would be a good move for the club. I mean, it's you know, there's not the, the the coaches that have been talked about. If 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 we look at those, and then you mention his name, he's a, he's a good quality coach, mm. isn't he? Um, so for both of them, I think it'd be a good a good outcome. But they need a coach. You know, Cardiff Blues need a coach, so. If he's there and he's up for it, then fantastic. Yeah, get him, get him, get him locked down. All right. Okay. Well, yeah. Let's let's say that is the case. Let's say Cardiff Blues do then manage to attract Jim Mallander. Does he qualify as a as a top coach for you? If he do, if he is appointed, would that then become would this statement become fact rather than fiction? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It would. Conclusive. There we go. Let's carry on with the the club theme. And we're going to have a look at two regions in one statement right now and try and pick the bones out of this one, Dan. Ospreys have bigger problems than the Dragons, fact or fiction. So it's been a rough weekend for both these regions. Dragons losing at home to to Benetton today with a really poor crowd, a pretty drab game and what looked like it was winnable there. And, you know, I know Benetton are massively improved. They're now on five on the spin. But at the same time, it's a game they'd definitely be targeting as a victory. So bad weekend for them. The Ospreys did win and did get a, a, a winning bonus point in the in the mix, but it was far from. Yeah, they were poor. It was far from fluid, and a real pretty. You know, a lot of fans have been really, really critical about it, and they find themselves with no with no coach. They've got Matt Sherrick confirmed to be attack coach, so maybe that's a he's, something to. He's been more than attack coach, isn't he? Is that what you reckon? Well, I mean, at, at the moment, it's a complete shambles, isn't it? I cannot understand why the Ospreys moved 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 Handy on midway through the season. It's just it's utterly bizarre. Unless there's stuff going on that we just don't know that it was, you know, he was being really niggly or whatever else. I I just can't, but I can't quite imagine that. Um, I just think it's a really strange decision to move him on. Do you, well, I think it's a really strange thing to move him on. 
at this. Uh, yeah, you know, we discussed this a few weeks ago. The timing was really strange because he only, I mean, he'd only just had a new contract. Yeah. They'd had a stinking start to the season in the league. The Heineken Cup actually was a. They gave a good account of themselves, but as soon as that came to an end, I wonder if there was some sort of clause in there where they they or they reached an agreement where it was mutually beneficial mm. on a, on a, on a on a finance level. Potentially, um, something something must have happened. But um, your quest, I, I would say, fact fact that so they are in a worse position yeah, than they the are Dragons. because if you haven't got a platform, yeah. Then it doesn't matter whether for me the dragons the dragons are losing. You know they lost against Benetton. Should have won. Benetton are a decent side now, but still that should have been a win. Yeah. Um, but if you they've got a they've got a, a good coaching setup. They're taking it. They've taken it. Stripped it right back. And um, and are then building forward. They've got a number of players coming in. I mean you know the, the players that are coming in next season are going to make a big difference automatically you know, straight away. Mm. Um, so they're in they're in a, they're in a much better place than the Ospreys. Well, and as well, you know, I mean, this this has been a rough season for the Dragons, even by Dragon standards. But it is that that promise of there being something next season, you know, yeah. and at least there is hopefully a bit of financial security with the union being on board. You know, Jackman will have had a a year under his belt. He's himself admitted that some of those players aren't gonna aren't, aren't gonna do the job. They're not good enough. And they'll be moved on. You're right. There's a big amount of recruits to come in, and I think that you know the the really weak attendance. I think, like we've always said, that that changes very very quickly yeah. if you start winning games. Soon, like, yeah. As soon as two or three wins come in, the attendances will pick right up. I think, I think as well early on in the season. If if Moriarty's on the on the team sheet, you know if Hibbard's involved down there as well. And then you've also you know, got Jordan Williams in the back line, and just it, that becomes yeah. a very that makes the the marketing team's job a lot easier. Yeah. I mean, I know you, I know you go, you know, you go to watch them, but Moriarty, you know, here, but you're gonna you're gonna go and watch them mm. more because you, you know they're just they're great characters, aren't they? You know, hit big hitters. They'll pull in, they'll pull in, they'll pull in big numbers. Mm. Really will. In, and in amongst that as well, you've got the. The young talent the young... in there. So Wainwright's been an absolute yeah. find this this season. Obviously, Elliot D's kicked on, and you know he's a looks looks massively comfortable at, at test level. Yeah. You know, and that coupled with with Hibbard, and then you've got the real kind of rookies, the the Rio Dyers and, and people like that, who've, who've got raw and, and Babos and people like that. A couple of good runs today, didn't but it? yeah, but it's it's hard to see. You know, it's hard to see past that past the the results at the moment. But you know, yeah. I, I still think there are there are there will be reasons to be cheerful next season, and it, it's forgotten oh, yeah. about. If the, if the next season goes well, this is forgotten about. Yeah, Jackman knows. I, I think he he seems quite. He's not sort of. Uh, uh, he doesn't look overly happy, does he? But he, he he knows that as soon as next season comes around, no one's remembering the past, mm. and he's just learning as he goes along. Don't forget. I mean, it's a diff, It's a different. You know, it, it's a different set of balls together for him, isn't it? And. We know, you know, Wales is a is a funny old place, isn't it? With with you know all the different people with their different hats mm. on. So he's he's got he's had to get to grips with that, hasn't he? And he has. Yeah. And so I think you can't, you know, with the dragons. Often it's been the sea it's just been one season's rolled into the next without any real positivity. It's mm. just been oh well, let's hope hope the next season gets better. Yeah. There isn't that that is like it's a real hope now because it's actually going to happen. Whereas with the Ospreys, you'd say it does feel like the opposite at the moment. It feels pretty rudderless yeah. down there, really, doesn't it? Because you've got, at the moment, you've got Alan Clark doing a temporary job. 
You've got Griff Reese still down there coaching, who won't be there next season. You've got Matt Sherrett waiting in the wings, but you don't know if a director of rugby is going to want want him involved. You know, presumably they will, but it's odd. You know, if you, you were a director of rugby, own, you'd want to bring your yeah, own attack. You can't coaching. pick your own your own staff. It's it's pecu- it's peculiar, isn't it? Yeah, it um, is. And so, and and you can link that back to the Blues as well to to a degree, can't you? Because yeah. they're signing players or re-signing players that. What happens if the coach doesn't want them? Yeah, I mean a lot of the signings have been have been good, to be fair. So you would have thought they'd absolutely want them, but equally they might have a different. different yeah, view. it's it is very very difficult. What happens if they don't see eye to eye? You know? Yeah, <laughs> well exactly, and you can't get on with everyone. And and by the time they appoint a coach, you're not going to have time to bring that much that many players in. You know, the best players have got deals sorted, haven't they? Yeah, you know what I mean. The best the best players will be will be snapped yeah. up by the time there's a new coach in place. Yeah. For both the Blues and the Ospreys, yeah, so. it's, it's it's true. It's truly dire straits for mm. for the Ospreys, I would say. As a moment. it is, I also think you know it is. It, you know, there's a lot of goodwill, or there has been certainly a lot of goodwill off the pitch for the Dragons, and that that I think is in itself a massive positive that they've managed to to kind of get to grips with that. And I think Buttress and Jackman and everyone else has, has kind of done a good job in that. But yeah, next season is they've got to get it right. But do you know what? They they could really use a couple of morale boosting performances before the end of the season, just to to give that kind of that glimmer of hope going into next season that there is going to be some foundations to build upon. It's not going to be completely from scratch. But um, yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you and go at the moment. I think the Ospreys do have bigger problems because they don't know who's going to be who's going to be heading up that team. We're both going fact then, yeah. Both going fact. All right, final one on the the domestic games and it is this one crucial fixtures played during the six nations weekend low attendances dubious officiating this weekend shows how poor product the pro 14 is fact or fiction i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with fact yeah but counter would be there's a lot of a lot of fans that you know support regional rugby Mm um the you know, that aren't that fussed then about, yeah. um, I say a lot, there's a number. Yeah, who, are, who are club first yeah, rather than country, a, right? A, absolutely. So <clears throat> are we saying that we'd, we'd stop, you know, to advocate sort of stop playing and then pick, you know, pick the league back up or play lesser quality games? Obviously, you know, the Scarlets had a big game, didn't mm. they? Um, that's a game that you'd want to see both sides packed full Fully of... Fully loaded. Yeah, top players. Uh, what, what, what are you saying then? Stop it? And then pick it back up or play, you know. A, a, a... I think here it's a it's a culmination of things, right? And now that it's a fourteen team league, you're inevitably going to have. Well, obviously, you've got you've got more fixtures to get through, right? So there are going to be times when there's overlap, but that happens in the the English Premiership as well. So, you know, that's not necessarily in itself the problem. The problem, I think, is that it's a culmination of all these things. So you've got a big fixture like that, Leinster versus Scarlets, and it's being played out by second strings, which just does not help the marketing of the league. Now, I don't know how the, the scheduling is done, but there's got to be a way that you can do it in a fair way that that fixture isn't during the international window, sure. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would totally agree. I mean, the play, the players, I would say, wouldn't want it. Mm. So that's one, and that's a, they're a big part. The fans... The majority wouldn't want it, um, and so you know if you've got the players and you've got the fans, and that's the 
that's what the whole product's about, then they should be able to sort it so that it doesn't ha- doesn't have mm. to happen. It does. I think the whole thing as well. It just comes back to this lacking of identity that you've got. You know, this kind of ragbag mixture of the Celtic sides plus a couple of Italians plus the the two worst South African sides. And it just, it doesn't feel like it's anything. Like a pick you and know, mix. It is like, not even a pick and mix. It's like a kind of what's left over, you know, like a, a jumble sale of of a league. And that's really, I think, you know, to be honest, that's, that's what it is at times. And that, oh, that's what it can that's what it can feel like. Now, that's no disrespect to the players that are out there because I think it's some terrific players. Some great games. Now. Yeah, and there, and there are some great games, but you don't have the rivalry, you don't have the away support that you have in a in a league like England or in France, and for that reason, it is going to be inferior to it. So I think for me, it's, it's a culmination of, of all of these things, but that was kind of a bit of a... That was a... What's the word? A snapshot of everything that's wrong so with the Pro 14 we, this it, weekend. Do you think if we had rivalry, if we had you know tradition, that you could, you could play those games and there'd still be a good product? But because we don't, it's... it's yeah, I do. You know what? I think the expansion with the Italian teams kind of watered it down, not just in terms of quality, but in terms of the the identity of the product. I think you know when it was a Celtic league, it kind of made sense. But you know, we've said with this, everything there has been born out of necessity. You know, you've got the two South African sides have come in purely because it brings more money with it, and I get that. You know, it's just got to it's got to be done. But this is all in a short term, on a short term basis, right? That's been done purely to, to keep the league going for another few years. I think like we've said before, when Martin and I moves on and you know, because look he's tasked with bringing the revenue in. And if he brings the revenue in, he'll get a job somewhere else. And I don't know, maybe I'm being maybe I'm being completely uh out of order here and if he wants to, to take it up he can do, but does he really give a toss that the league's then up shit creek? I'm not sure that he does, because he's got another job. He's a businessman. That's what you know, he's a businessman charged with charged with uh, cash flow, with increasing right? revenue, right? He gets a job somewhere else. Do I care really that an old job I've left, an old sales job I've left, you know, about what their revenues are doing? Not particularly, you know. And that's that, and that's what it is. So, to us as fans, it hurts. But then, but we've said this, haven't we? With they're they're so concerned about cash flow because it's on a knife edge that and they have to. they can't look too they can't yeah. look. They can't even have a, probably a five-year yeah. plan. Certainly not a ten-year, you know, because it, it 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 might not even exist. Then. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, you're right. So that's why we've got a, a mishmash of uh, of the bounties left over and the and the toffee coins, isn't it? It's just yeah, whoever you know, whoever can come in and join. I think it is really, and this this two conference thing, I still just can't get on board with it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But that's uh, that's the way it is. Um, so yeah, I'm going for fact. Fact as well. All right, let's talk, about, let's talk about some international rugby then, shall we? All right, we'll, so, disagree, we'll disagree here, let's, surely. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Um, you want to get on to selection first, or do you want to talk about a coach? I'll go with coach All right, first. Then. So, Warren Gatland deserves more credit for Wales' revival and his reign in general. Fact or fiction? Fact. Big fact. Go on. Yeah, big fan of Gatland. With, with I think he's been a brilliant coach for us. Um, <clears throat> proven track record. It's done wonderfully well with the resources, you know. He's played. We played a certain style because mm. we didn't have the players to play any other style. 
So a lot of people say, oh, you know, we played this way and, it's, you know, it's boring, it's this and that. We had to play that I way. I don't think anyone was saying that when we were winning either. Like, it's the, like when we beat England 33 at the Millennium, yeah. no one was moaning saying, oh, well, you know, it was a bit what boring watching us smash them up front. Yeah. Yeah. And we scored some great yeah, tries. Yeah, we did score so, some great tries. Actually. Yeah. No, I think he'll go down, won't he, when, he, when he's left as... Uh, it'd be lauded, pretty much. Um, well, you know, because again, it's a, so what's prompted this statement? Be. What's prompted this statement is a couple of things. So, one, Ken Owens has come out and pretty much said that he deserves more credit. Now, again, I think actually it coming from Ken, who's a guy who's revered by pretty much all Wales fans. You know, I don't know many yeah. people who've got any beef he with seems Ken Owens. So lovely, yeah, he does, yeah. and he like you know he lives and breathes for Wales, yeah. right? That's he is Mister Wales. Yeah, he is, and. Um, so you know, I think that coming from him will hold some will hold some serious sway. But then also, there's been you know a few comment uh, a few columns this week in uh, the Wales Online and the likes that kind of say that Gatland will you know will never be loved by the Welsh public. So I kind of wanted to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, I, I think that's I think it's nonsense. What well, it's ridiculous. I I I, I think he'll be hugely missed when he goes. And look how well we're playing. Look how well we're playing now. You know, yeah, we you know we lost, you know we lost against England, but we played we played. I thought we played some good good rugby, and we seemed to get you know if the game could have gone on for an extra twenty minutes, mm. we would we would we would have had that. Um, I think without getting into the England game too much, the, the main thing for me is that you, you had your chance, <laughs> you had your chance, and you uh, and you missed it. And the main thing for me though is like is that stability that we've that we've had under him really. Like I've said before, my criticisms of Gatland, uh, one, I think it's been a massive distraction, him going off to coach the Lions twice. I think that has left our development behind the curve. Um, but again, you know, if we go on and make a semi-final or God knows, you know, maybe in the final of World Cup 2019, then all of that's, all of that is forgotten. Uh, I think the other criticism for me is that he, he didn't freshen up his coaching staff, particularly the, the backs and forwards coach. I think that would have added another another dimension in there. But what you can't fault is the... I think generally there's been a togetherness in that side that we did not witness in the, the 10 years that preceded it. You know, that, let's let's be brutally honest. Look at the reign of, of Welsh coaches before that. You know, we had some success under Ruddock. Then we inevitably had the very Welsh self-destruction that, that went with it, where everyone split into two camps. And, and you know, he ended... So what was that? That was... 12 years 12 yeah 12 years ago yeah. this week in fact yeah. that that Ruddock departed God, 12 years I know it's mad isn't it um so you had you know you had all that then you had Gareth Jenkins in for a tiny bit and you know the years before that Hanson was in for a few years Henry had a relatively long stay but then you had the barring years the Alex Evans yeah no one stuck around for any length of time so that stability that has has come and the the trophies have come with it I think we are going to look back on Gatland and go yeah he's been a hugely successful Wales coach and I just hope that he's able to to kick on and, and do it now because I don't think he's a bad head coach at all and I think you're right he had to play some of that rugby out of necessity I think they've been too slow in trying to adapt to a more expansive game uh, which has given us something to talk about every single week since we started doing this podcast but they get in there maybe it, you know whether it's through accident because it, it happens that that Pivak and Jones are, have created this awesome style out in internationally, but but nonetheless, you know, I still think you've got to be able to mould a set of players together, and 
Um, yeah, well, you know, I, I think he, I think he probably does deserve more credit. The other th- the thing I was just going to finish on, I heard um, Martin Williams on another podcast a few weeks ago use this brilliant expression that familiarity breeds contempt, and I think that's what it is. You know, the fact that he's been around for so long, you get bored with the usual. You know what I mean? And and you start to go whether it be whether it be a a player, a coach, whatever it might be. There's that thing where because someone's around so much, you want to kind of see something a bit different. And um, you know, I think he's he's probably been on the receiving end of that a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you can probably it it just frustrates me when you know when people um, people question him as a as a coach um, within Wales and and certainly outside of Wales. I just think he's he's a he's a great great coach. And um, there's such a there's a steely edge to every single team that he's been involved mm. in. Um, it might not be the most pretty rugby, but it's winning rugby often. Um, <clears throat> and what he's done with Wales has been incredible with the resources he's had. And now, you know, if we bring, we, you know, we can look at bringing in, you know, Howley's had a huge amount of stick, isn't he? Um, we're playing, we're playing some pretty expansive rugby now. Um, you know, maybe too much at times. It's gone the other way. So, it's yeah. They're good. They're, they're good coaches. Okay, as you know, I'm not. You know, I think the Howley one's a bit, a bit different. I think a head coach. Look, you, ultimately, a head coach is selection is the that thing that really separates the the good head coaches from the from the top class head coaches. And I think his selection generally is yeah is very very good. He's never been afraid to shy away from the big calls. But on Howley, I know you. Yeah. I know you're not a massive fan. He's not a head coach. No, under his own admission, probably. He's not, I think but you'd likewise, say he's not a head coach. How much credit can you give for Wales playing that backline clicking well, back, like it is when well, it's, the when it's coach. I know, but it's, it's full of scarlets. Yeah, you I know, know they, they look up and they go, "Okay, cool." I know all these guys. Yeah, but it's still, in, it's, still in, it's still international rugby, isn't it? As opposed to as opposed to clubs, so I think we need to give him a little bit more credit mm. than he's given. Um, and I know I think it's very difficult now for to to sort of to change the the attitudes towards him but i know the scarlets have done you know wonders but he's he, i think he takes a lot of flack because he was because he was the head he stepped in the head coach mm. role but that's gatlin's fault not his fault mm. so you know gatlin should take that for him say hang on a minute i put you in these i put you in that position sorry rob or well, arguably it's the wru's fault the previous well, administration yeah. for agreeing to let him go on the yeah. the tour anyway yeah all right, interesting one. But I think, yeah, we're both on the same page and same fact there. Right, let's get on to a little bit of selection. We're going to get your 15 later on in the show. But big thanks to a few people who got in touch with us on Twitter, a couple of regular listeners, so Garant Jeremy and uh, brilliantly titled Gasman Roy, uh, for their input on Twitter. And one of the common themes when we asked for some questions was who's going to make up the Wales back three? So the final fact or fiction for this week North Williams halfpenny should make up the Wales back three for Saturday's game against Ireland. Fact or fiction? Do you have North? North Liam Williams, Lee halfpenny. Oh. I've been toying with this mm-hmm. for twenty-four hours. Yeah, and Ansem. Ansem. Ah, I. I'm going to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with fiction on that. All right. Why? I wouldn't have North in there. I'd have him on the bench. Okay. Yeah. So I'll go with half penny at fullback, Liam Williams on the wing, and Josh 
So no room for Steph Evans in the match no. twenty three. No, no room for him. Okay, what are you? Why? Why no Steph Evans? So for me, he struggled. He struggled defensively, and I think against Ireland, mm. it'll be a big, big ask. Yeah. Um, Liam Williams is great in the air. Yeah. And obviously, he's an amazing attacking threat. He looked really good on the weekend. Um, so, so, and 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 Josh Adams, I suppose I've got to bring him in. Mm. He's he's good under the high ball. Can play fullback. Um, I just think with the three of them there, we've almost got three. You've got three fullbacks ish. Yeah. Um, and they're going to be putting up bombs all day long. Not only bombs, they're going to be they're going to be kicking the leather off the ball, aren't they, from left to right? And I just think it's too much of a risk for Steph Evans in this particular game. Um, I think he's played well this 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 campaign, but if we just look back at the autumn, I uh, for me he misses out this time round. Okay. Is George North a bench player? We kind of discussed this a little bit last week. Do you think he's the kind of player who can come off the bench and make a difference? Or for me, mate, he's a better now. I I feel he's a better bench player than he is starter. Um, because teams will be a little bit tired, um, and he, I think he benefits from actually having a look at how the how the game's panning out mm. from the sideline. And that might sound a bit odd, but I think people can have a chat with him, and he can just work it out over the course of you know forty fifty minutes, and then come on, and they'll obviously be tuning into him, saying, "George, this is the, this is where we want you to play now," um, because they you know they're going this way, and I just think that'll help him. Um, I think defensively teams really target him, and Ireland would have a field day. I think if 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 he starts, but I do think he, he he's Gatland probably will throw him in there. But he's not, you know, he's got some pretty good memories in Dublin. So he played he could, two years ago when there was a you know when there was a that drawn game. Obviously, twenty twelve he had a a phenomenal game out there then. So you know, I, I don't think yeah. he's a player who will fear going to. Going oh to no, he'll be right? well up for it, won't he? And he that that is. I did think do do because he plays his best games against Ireland. Does he go in? Because confidence is a mm. is an amazing thing, isn't it? He can, you know, he's big enough to tackle well. You know, he can tackle if he really puts his mind to it. And going forward, we know what he can do. So if he's, if he's feeling confident, then you almost you know you, that that's the game you want to put him in for, isn't it? So I do think Gatton will start him, um, but I'm just worried about the the kicking side of it. Okay, no, it's interesting that you go for you've gone for that as a back three actually, and I'm. Do you like the sound of that or not? Yeah, I, I can. I completely see the rationale in that. Um, yeah, two out and out finishes. I, yeah, that's that's very true. Yeah, look, no qualms defensively with either Liam Williams or Halfpenny. I think Josh Adams has given a good account of himself so far. That said, you know you could question his his defensive positioning for that crossfield kick. Uh, you know, drifted in field. A bit too easy against England and kind of got caught out there. I just think it's such a crucial game. I'm going for a bit more experience in there. I know North's defence is not the the strong part of his game, but I think if we get some good front football, which isn't unthinkable, mm. I'd like to see that other dimension in there. So I would probably go with North Williams halfpenny, and I'd have Steph Evans on the bench. I think as back three cover. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Because you know, Anscombe. Anscombe is ten. You, oh right, okay. At ten, no, sorry, Anscombe is cover ten. Anscombe, okay, yeah. okay. So, but he's on, he's on your bench, is he? Okay, he is at the moment. 
Okay. But yeah, look, it's one of those. Yeah, you're right. I'm the same. I'm mulling it. Yeah, over it's. In my I head mean, all the time. yeah. I, I you, you chop, you're chopping and change. You know, I'm chopping and changing as I as I was driving over. Hmm. I did at one point. I did have North there. I was like, no, this is his game. So yeah, it's uh, and it'll probably change again. It's good, good though, isn't it? That we've got these. It's good that we've got these the, options. Yeah, yeah, these options. Thinking of 2019, you know, who would have thought we'd be in this position? That's right. All right. Well, let's get on to let's get on to to Sinbin in just one minute. So Simbin is the section of the show where we get to chuck something that's been annoying us from this week into our rugby version of Room 101. And once again, we've recruited help from our Facebook group for this one. Uh, if you want to get involved in that, search on Facebook for Wales Rugby Fans. That group's been going really, really well, actually. So I keep getting loads of requests to, to join it, which is really encouraging. And look, it's not just about the podcast. It's a place for you to chat anything that's on your mind when it comes to Welsh rugby so whatever you want to talk about get on there and, uh, and get it off your chest but every week we ask for contributions to this section of the show and we touched on a bit of these uh, a couple of these things again so Pro 14 clashes during the Six Nations I think again particularly the, the Scarlets and, um, and Leinster is something that was a, a bit of a common theme that came yeah. up there, Dan. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, that was a bit annoying is the all-Irish officiating team for the Leinster game. I mean, surely that's avoidable. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be avoidable. Yeah, like, there must... You know, again, logistics... That's a little bit wrong, that, isn't it? It just doesn't seem right that that could be happening in a in the professional era. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, Pro 14 shouldn't be allowing that, you know? Um, I think yeah. that's rightly got it. That's straight in the bin. Is that it? the one for the bin? Then you think? Yeah, yeah. That's a big one, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah. Look, Imagine it's... if it was the other way around. I mean, I know there was a fair bit of uproar. Mm. Um, you know, down but west, pe- but people already think that that Pro Fourteen leans towards Ireland with favouritism because it always gets the final and stuff like that. But yeah, that's, that's not going to. That's just a, that's just avoidable in this day and age. Yeah, just it doesn't need to team, be that way. Get a team together that. Is neutral. It's as simple as that. And yeah, I just don't know how that's happening. Again, that's another thing that just goes to damage the credibility of the league. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's the, and there's always a few things, aren't there? That they don't need to be doing that. Yeah. So yeah, look, that's the one for me. Right in there. Yep. All right, brilliant. Well, big thanks to everyone who contributed and made their suggestions. Uh, so we've had yeah, Nick Humphrey, Judith Tucker, Tom Parker, Nick Roden, Steve Lewis, Paul Price, all got involved on there. Uh, interesting one as well just to add to this before we move on uh, Chris Lloyd got in touch with us and said he'd chuck uh, the demise of the French rugby team in there as well I they saw need, that yeah. yeah that they need to have a look at uh, bringing in a, a proper world class coach rather than going from coach to coach to sort themselves out because really they're sleeping giants of the of the world rugby scene can't argue well yeah he's, he's got a he's got a very good point isn't he and everybody loves to see you know, great French side when they play, it's just a joy to watch, isn't it? They're absolutely brilliant, and they haven't. They've been poor for years and years mm. and years, as long, almost as long as you can remember at the moment. How much of that is to do with the strength and the power of the the clubs have? I I think there's parallels between the a lot of it's, the football Premier League and the French top fourteen. Yeah, I think a lot of it go, a lot of it goes back to that, but also the coaches that. That have been in charge have picked, you know, picked a second row at ten, you know, mm. um, a winger at back row. No, but it's almost like that, isn't it? 
Um, you're never going to get anywhere. Matteo Bastaro, anywhere. <laughs> but you're never going to get you're never going to get anywhere. Are you playing playing players in completely the wrong position? I mean, at one point there they were playing almost the whole back line mm. were playing in different positions to what they play in, and all yeah. they needed to do was rejig it, and they would have had a wonderful team or wonderful back line anyway. So it's a good point by um, by Chris. Also, have a look at Chris. He's the absolute spit of Scott Gibbs. Is that right? He's not, a, he's not a picture of Scott Gibbs, is it? He's not like diving over the line at Wembley. <laughs> no, no, Chris... Sending Oz Durant into a tailspin, though. No, Chris is um, he's a little bit bigger than Scott Gibbs. I mean, he's a prop, but he's, uh, he is the spitting image. Right, Chris, can you send a picture in of yourself? Because uh, I've seen one. And, uh, do you know spit. Chris, or is this just is this just you Facebook stalking I, people? No, I do. I'm I, trying to encourage people to join this group, Dan. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to think you're rifling through their uh, rifling through their holiday pics. You're thinking it's a bit of an attack. No, I do know Chris. Actually, right, okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, Chris, send in a pic. Fair enough. All right, right. Let's move on then. Last part of the show, uh, and we're going to make this section a little bit longer because we want to talk about uh, whale selection. So we'll be coming on to that. Uh, in more detail in just one bit, but a few bits and pieces to round up, first of all. So this is the only other business from this week. First and foremost, we talked already about the Ospreys and how kind of how many difficult scenarios they've got to overcome, but there was a big boost um, this week. According to the rugby paper, Alwyn Jones set to sign another, um, another dual contract. So I mean, surely that's a big plus, not just for the region, that would be a big plus for the new coach, but also I think for the fans to see that big talismanic figure signing up for uh, for another another bash at it. Yeah, it's a massive statement, isn't it, coming out from him. I think if he'd if he decided to move on as well, then oh, I don't quite know but what would have happened. You couldn't begrudge happen. him either, could you? After you that many years of service. No. You know, I, if he went, okay, I'm gonna I've I've got my caps in the yeah. bank, I'm gonna go and sun it out in too long yeah. for a couple of years. Fair play to him. And I think if if the Ospreys were in a brilliant place I, I could well imagine he would have he would have actually taken a bit of cash and uh, and gone and taken a family you know somewhere else for a couple of years. But he won't leave the Ospreys when this with this you know the state they're in. Um, it's just it's just not him, is it? Um, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a huge call from him, isn't it? And you know, fair play to him for doing that because he'll be. He'll 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 do wonders for the youngsters that are there, and not even the not even the youngsters, just everything, the coaching yeah. staff, the lot, just have him there. Everything will be built around him still, won't it? Okay, yeah, no, good good point. More contract news as well out west. So Scarlets have signed a, a trio of players again on um, on NDCs, and this is uh, Jonathan Davis, Gareth Davis, and Jake Ball. So three again, big names that have been kind of crucial to the. To Scarlet's success, obviously two of those boys injured at the moment, but at the same time they're players who've you know had such a big such a big part in the the league campaign and threatening in Europe as well. So I mean again, massive yeah. massive boost. They'd be delighted when they were getting all those three boys locked yeah. down. Yeah, big big plus. Uh, unfortunately, as we said. Foxy's injured at the moment and news come through this week he's going to be missing for the rest of the season but I don't think you have a choice of that you, you simply couldn't rush him back now could you even if the even if Scarlets are going for the title they can't rush him back at this stage no it would be it would be madness wouldn't it he's just got to get up get rested yeah and then come back even even sort of 
even give him a little bit more time than he yeah. you know, give him additional time really because it's just not worth it. Is it? We're going, in, we're going into World Cup year next yeah, year as well. That's which it. is unbelievable. I can't believe that's happened. It's come already, so quickly, yeah. isn't it? But yeah, by the time September rolls around, we'll be in. We'll be one year to go, and it's you know it's the it's the, the penultimate season before yeah. the World Cup. So God, that's, uh, and you know with him having missed the last one, this is you know, this is yeah. the last one, and we know what he's capable of at the. At the very yeah. highest level, because yeah. what he's done. Wrap him up with the Lions. Yeah, you want to make Wrap sure. Wrap him he, in ice. Make sure he. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, the that he doesn't get a, kind of get rushed back. Uh, some more injury news. So Tyler Morgan seems to be struggling at the moment. So having had a long layoff, out since October, um, he's picked up a, picked up a further knock. And again, like we're saying, Dragons could really use a boost God, of some sort. I feel sorry for Tyler. Yeah. I mean, he's just getting he's in, injury after injury. It's injury after injury. And then he also, you know, his form took a real wobble. And I think he was really starting to recover some of that. You know, I think particularly that game against the Blues early on in the season, you looked at him and went, that's, that's what everyone kind of was, was excited by right at the start of his career. So, again, with him, you just hope... And it, look, it's the same with every player now. You can't, you can't be tempted to rush anyone back because the game's so bloody physical that... You know, you could do yeah. yourself, you could end your career by, by rushing someone back. So, but yeah, like I say, Dragons could use a, a boost of some sort in, in any kind of regard at the moment. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. One thing, just while we're on the Dragons, Gavin Henson hasn't played a lot of rugby lately. Now, according to the Irish, he picked up a knock this week. A few, you know, for a few weeks before he wasn't playing 10, there was obviously that bit over Christmas where he um, wasn't picked because of. You know, potential defensive issues. Zane Kirsch has been doing a job at ten, but he's most definitely not a ten. No. Um, what's no going on there? Is this? Yeah, I mean, again, there's there's some chat potentially. I don't know the the ins and outs of this. Is you know, is he maybe on a an appearance related thing, and it's about kind of tightening up, tightening up the purse strings ahead of ahead of next season when it, when it kind of really matters, but. They're crying out for they're crying out for at the moment. A game like today, they really could have used that that steady head there, or any just a natural ten. Yeah, well, they need a ten. Yeah, need a, need another ten. Yeah, absolutely. But he's, you know, Henson's always had his injury problems, isn't he? So it could just be as simple as that. Well, yeah, it could be. Yeah, it'd be it'd be very very interesting to know. Right, let's finish then on the the Wales team for the game, which is now yeah less than a less than a week away. Which is very, very exciting. It's a huge game. It is a huge oh, game, I think. I think this is big, really kind of like... Game. Because I think if, if Wales were to lose this one, you then start to go, well, was it a bit of a false dawn? Were we able to, to kind of shut Scotland down, who aren't particularly good travellers? You know, was it was it a one-off? I think this is really quite a crucial quite a crucial game for Wales. It's a big game for the whole tournament, this, isn't mm. it? You know, if we can get a win over there, which I think we can. With that, with our running, then after that, yeah. it's really game on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some real and then you're hoping that you're hoping that either Scotland or Scotland or Ireland can upset England, and yeah. you could be in with a shout of doing it. They're not unbeatable. Do you genuinely think Wales got a chance of winning the title? I do think I do think we got a good chance. Yeah, I really do. Played really well against Scotland. I thought we thought we picked up the bonus point. Yeah, which is massive, isn't mm-hmm. it? Obviously, losing bonus point against yeah. England, which is which is big, but. For me, we did enough to win that. I really do think, you know, one of those... Dan, you're not allowed to talk about the England game. You had your chance and okay, bought, it, bought in the replacements, right? <laughs> we're, well, we're playing well and I think we'll go, we'll go into this Ireland game really, fa- really fancying it. Mm. You know, we, 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 we've... Yeah, we'll be up for it. Okay. 
And what is your side? Are we going to do this as a combined attacking scrum team or are we going to have two, two sets of uh, 23s here? What do you want to do? I'm happy to go combined. Or... All right, I'll pick the forwards, you can pick the backs. <laughs> yeah. oh, go on then, yeah. All right, front row unchanged. Three yeah. Scarlet Boys in there. Yeah. Second row unchanged. Yeah. Back row unchanged. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I, do, no... I, do, I mean, honestly, any anything that you would... That you would look at mixing up there. I don't think we've seen. No, I, I don't think, think we've seen the best of Ross Moriarty yet, but I just think he's too much of a class act to. Yeah, to and be he, messing around with. He it. got better than he played. He had a better game against mm. England. Um, I wouldn't change it at all. No, nine. Unchained Gareth. Yeah. yeah, ten's the big one, isn't it? Really, ten is the big one. I'm gonna call it. I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna stick with Patchell. Okay. Don't think Gatland will do it. But I, you I, don't. No, no, I don't think he will. But I'm gonna stick with that. Um, Hadley, Hadley at 12 yeah Scott at 13 yeah and then um, go with Liam Williams yeah Josh uh, Adams and Halfpenny Josh Adams and Halfpenny yeah curveball for you okay what about this for a potential backline Gareth Davis Gareth Anscombe yeah Liam Williams on one wing Lee Halfpenny on the other Williams and Parks in the centre and Reese Patchell at fullback. I like it. Anything to be said for that? Yeah, yeah, there is. There is. But there's another one. Go on. <laughs> well, bigger at 10. Okay. Um, that's, Liam, that's the thing I'm not sure. Like, can you, can you chuck bigger straight back in having not played having not played rugby right into a test match like this? Because it's bigger, Yeah, I'd say you can. All right, well, I'd take Anscombe out and put bigger in there. So we, okay, so we have so Gareth, bigger. Gareth, bigger. Yeah, um, Williams Parks. Yeah, Liam Williams. Half penny on the wing and a patch of the fullback. Yeah, or uh, uh, Liam Williams fullback. Yeah, yeah, to catch them, catch them on the when they yeah. when they're punting it long. Uh, north on one wing mm. and um, half penny on the other. Or <laughs> Paul Thorburn fullback. Yeah. There's a lot. Adrian of... Hadley on one and Yian Evans on the other. Um, oh, you can yeah, see Yian back out there, isn't it? I know. I, I, I keep saying this, right? I just I'm. How many I, choices there? I know. I don't know whether I don't know whether Gatlin is in the slightest bit interested in seeing Patchell at fullback in this tournament, but I I kind of really am, and I think against Scotland he was able to boss it at ten because we just really did a number on them at the breakdown, which is you know testament to all of those all of those forwards, and when he's on the front foot. He's absolutely amazing. But the other big strength that I think he's got is coming into the lines as a second playmaker and his counter-attacking ability. And I actually think his counter-attacking ability might be even better than Liam Williams's. Because yeah. Liam is fantastic, you know, that the break, the sidestep, the pace, that deceptive strength that he's got, that's that scaffold of strength that he's got. Um, but then I also think Patchell's got a kick, you know, an amazing kicking edge to go with it. And his passing I'm a bit, I'm is so much pretty. I think he can bring both of the wings in. I'm a bit concerned about his kicking game from 15. Are you? Yeah. I'm I, less I, concerned about it from 15 than I am from, from, 10. from 10. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't see him starting at 10 because Ireland will really target him mm. and they'll be, they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll be coming down his channel all day long. They're going to they're gonna probably try and bulldoze things. Um, but I, I just think if we go beyond this tournament... And I know that's hard to do in professional mm. era, but if we go towards 2019, we still need to see whether or not he can cut it as an out, as an outside half at international do level. We, though? 
I think we do need to, yeah, yeah, because because otherwise we're going we're going straight back to default option of, of yeah. bigger, yeah, or you know, obviously. Um, Anscom looked really good didn't he, he, when he stepped in. Yeah, but it's, he did. It, it's diff- I think it's different personally when you're coming in, um, when you're coming in on the on the fifty fifth or sixty minute mark, mm. and you've been on the park. I just think it's different. So I, for me, I I don't think that any that me and you can call that uh, patch at the moment is an international ten. No, I think it's it's still it's it's up in the air. We don't it know. Is. I'm more interested in whether he's an international 15. Like, and that, look, Halfpenny had a great game against Scotland. Uh, again, defensively, yeah, we know what he can do. Defensively, brilliant. He popped up and scored two tries. That, but he's got to be know, 15 in this, isn't he? I mean, they're going to be. But can he not marshal it from? Can he not marshal it from uh, from the wing? I, I against Ireland, I don't think he can. Okay. I mean, it's the same with England. I would have. He had but to. like, if he wears fourteen on his back and he slips into fifteen at different points, but then you've got yeah, but Murray's into the mix. Murray and, and Sexton are so good that they'll yeah. they'll they'll pick out the part where there'll be a crossover, and they're so good. I mean, Schmidt in you know, th- but if you've got if you've got no counter attacking option from fifteen, yeah, but then we've got but we've got we've got Liam back in the side, haven't we, on the wing? So yeah, he he is our he is our threat, and then that's where we've got to have. That's kind of why I wanted Josh on, yeah. on the other wing because he's not he's he's a speed he's out and out gas man, isn't he? Um, but I think it'll be an arm wrestle this game though. So it'll we just need to keep you know keep him in sight, keep it close, and then hopefully, hopefully we nick it with nick it with two penalties or something like that. I'd All love right, for yeah. us to blow him away. All right, what well, well, obviously yeah. What about the bench then? Any uh, any change? Any surprises down there? So. Yeah, again, I think front row. There's no, there's no call for that. I think you stick with you stick with Elliot D with Win Jones and with Tom Francis. Yeah. Again, as brilliant as Seb Davis is, I think you still have to go for Bradley Davis just to give a a real the weight. Yeah, that real bit of grunt in the last fifteen twenty. Yeah, I would like to, I would like to see Seb. I would. Yeah. I just think a game for moving, you know, move it going beyond. I'd like to see him in there. Mm. But I think it probably will be Bradley, yeah. Especially because he, yeah. you know, he played, you know, he played on the weekend, didn't he? So, well, another player who played in the weekend was Justin Tipperick. Does he still keep his place on the bench for you? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'd say so, wouldn't you? He made, yeah. a, he made a, he made a key turnover, didn't he? You know, when he came on, he looked, he looked pretty dangerous. Yeah, I love, I love watching Courtney Laws get stripped. So, uh, yeah, I know that was fantastic, wasn't it? I was it absolutely was. loving that in the in the stadium. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> And then, yeah. So you're going with Anscombe, yeah. And well, you're starting north. So do you know? What I, yeah. I mean, again, this is complete fantasy land. Um, but I would bring Tom Williams onto the bench as well. Really? Yeah. I mean, of course. But yeah. I, I don't know. I just think again, like I, I like to have someone you can roll the dice with on the bench, and he's complete unknown quantity. You know, it's not the time to be giving him a cap, but. That's me. I'll just go gung ho and go. Yeah, all right. Let's have him on there because I think he just does off you. Throw him in there. Throw, he, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Stick a couple of the chaps in. See how they get on. Um, yeah. No. I. I. Yeah. I. I throw him in there personally. Well, the way Lo- the way Lloyd played on the on the weekend, I'd have him. I'd have him at. So. I know you would because he's he's another one of Cowbridge's finest sons, and you always bang the drum for the Cowbridge oh, boys, he, didn't you? He, no. Well, he did. He did play well though. Good. Yeah. yeah. No. No. I know. It's, and it's it's good to see as well because he's. Uh, Look, again, I think Lloyd Williams is always going to go down as a as a favourite yeah. 
for even just for that one moment of absolute magic. Um, yeah. You know, he will. Uh, they'll always, they'll always be a pint for Lloyd Williams for me off the off the back of that. Right, that pretty much brings us to uh, to a conclusion. Quick prediction from you, Daniel. Wales to win by six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You. Wales by one. One. Yeah. Penalty. We're both going wins, eh? Yeah. I fancy us. I do. Yeah. Got well, excited. I know it's good. I can't wait for it now. Actually, uh, but yeah, that brings us to a conclusion for another week. Uh, if you've enjoyed it, please uh, please get in touch with us, and uh, you can do that on uh, Twitter at Attacking Scrum. You can do it on Facebook with either the Facebook page, which is you can do by searching Attacking Scrum, or uh, the Facebook group, uh, which, as I said earlier, you can find by searching for Wales Rugby Fans. Likewise, if you want to leave us a review, which uh, someone has done this week as well. Um, Haven't had a review talk- for a while. Yeah, talking of Cowbridge, the, revi- the review just comes from someone called C-Bridge. So again, this must be someone you know, but uh, big thanks could anyway. Cambridge, just said, it could be Cambridge, I suppose, yeah. But um, yeah, it just says yeah, a great pod, uh, uh, essential for keeping up on the latest in rugby. So very much uh, appreciated with that. And if you want to do the same, we'll make sure we give you a shout out. Uh, and a big thanks, as always, to our sponsors at SoCoffeeTrades.co.uk. Um, so, yeah, make sure you check that out and get your hands on some uh, some top-jaw coffee. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see you next week. See you then. <laughs>